0: Ask Me M.D., Medical School for the Real World, with the M.D., Dr. D.J. Verrett. Thank you for joining us for Ask Me M.D., Medical School for the Real World. I'm Dr. D.J. Verrett. Today, we're going to be joined by Mary Gonzalez with the Texas Medical Liability Trust. Mary will be talking with us about liability issues during the time of COVID. We'll be right back after this short break.
1: Here's today's STEM tip. Don't throw out that old plastic bottle. Repurpose it by turning it into an awesome terrarium. Just fill it with sand, pebbles, soil, and your favorite plant. It'll grow sealed right in its own ecosystem. Learn more at SheCanSTEM. A message from the Ad Council.
0: Today we have the pleasure of being joined by Mary Gonzalez with the Texas Medical Liability Trust. Mary, thanks for joining us today. I know it's the time of COVID. We're we're meeting via Zoom, and, and I think it's timely that we talk about how malpractice and COVID are intersecting. So thanks for joining us. You're welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So I know you guys have been getting, fielding a lot of questions from your insureds and practice administrators, and we were talking about it before the show. Um, I guess just to start off with, probably one of the biggest questions is, what happens if a physician or a staff member actually tests positive for COVID nineteen What what do we need to worry about in terms of our malpractice and and our interactions with patients there?
1: Well, in in terms of malpractice, um, you know, when it comes to a patient comes in and you know they're saying that they have have um, you know there's where they got the COVID. Um, uh 19 and and they're going to sue the doctor well that's not really a medical malpractice claim but that definitely is a big texas medical board issue right now um so you know uh you want to make sure that your staff is definitely taking precautions your staff they're, they're all wearing the ppe equipment you know that you're keeping them protected that you're keeping your patients protected and so many ways right now our doctors are doing their best in order not to keep their their waiting rooms full, um, you know, to capacity. And so, so many things that, 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 you know, are being done right now. Definitely, you know, getting a lot of calls on COVID at TMLT.
0: Now, you mentioned Texas Medical Board complaints, and, and I found that to be an area I hadn't thought about but I know you were mentioning you, you guys have been getting um, some of your insureds having complaints filed against them, saying that patients may have gotten COVID at the physician office or the physician office wasn't handling things appropriately. Maybe if you could touch on some of the, some of the medical board rules or where physicians can find the medical board rules that, that are governing right now, and how TMLT and other malpractice carriers could potentially help with those kinds of complaints?
1: Sure, um, you know, right now the the resources that our physicians have for, for uh, any type of, of COVID issue is with the Texas Medical Board. Uh, we've gone over that many times. Um, there, they also have another resource it's the Texas Medical Association. Um, you know, they have definitely lots of resources there. For, um for their patient for I'm sorry for the the administrator you know when you've got an office administrator who's trying to keep everyone healthy in your in your office employees the physicians the patients you know there's a lot to look at and um, and as we know this is changing on a daily on a weekly basis you know what the requirements are um, even you know when we're even looking at governmental actions, um, you know, with our Texas governor, you know, for a while there, that was changing on a daily basis. So even TMLT was having to constantly go to the Texas Medical Association to go to the Texas Me- uh, Medical Board and you know, to have answers for our physicians on what they should and shouldn't be doing. Um, so you know, definitely look at those resources. Um, a lot of legislative advocacy going on right now um, on baseless um, COVID claims. I know that that we are working, with the Texas Medical Association to come up with some legislation on that type of issue because it's already starting, you know. So we're gonna we're we're trying to get in front of this issue, um, hopefully.
0: And I know we had talked about medical defense um, coverage within malpractice. Maybe you can speak to that a little bit more and how that can help physicians facing these these problems.
1: Sure. So, um, what how your med defense coverage is going to uh, come into play is whenever you know you get a you get a complaint and you've got a patient that says um, you know their physician didn't wear their mask while I was in the you know while I was in the physician office. So I got the exposure there. He didn't he didn't wear the PPE equipment that was required. Um, So you definitely want to make sure this is where your med defense coverage would come into place. Um, Any any type of disciplinary proceedings you know from the Texas Medical Board there's where that would come into. Again I said government actions you know that's going to be a big right now I think HIPAA will pretty soon get involved in some of this requirement and you don't want HIPAA to come and audit you you know then they bring the OCR the Office of Civil Rights in and you know they want to audit your records they want to audit everything that's going on in your in your office so that's something that you definitely don't want to happen but your med defense coverage you know, will, will help
0: you in that. area. I've seen a lot of discussion in, in physician discussion boards about bringing in locum physicians into practices when the physician is out for an extended period for various reasons around uh, the COVID pandemic. What are some of the malpractice considerations that, that we should think about if we're considering to bringing in locums?
1: So right now, your um, malpractice considerations definitely should be, you know, that you know the history of the physician that that is, um, is going to replace you. And just remember that the, it is a replacement. A locum tenens is exactly for that. It's to replace you in the event that either you contracted COVID is what we've seen. The doctor's contracted COVID or the doctor is on a leave of absence. Right now, carriers are, are allowing leave of absence uh, discounts. You know, they're allowing... Some of our physicians who had to close their doors when they were not allowed to, um, you know, to perform these uh, surgical procedures that were non-essential, you know, their hours were reduced drastically. So carriers were allowing um, heavy discounts, you know, to try to help our physicians out financially in that area. Um, so, you know, a, a, a lot of response from, from your carriers as far as that. Now,
0: on the flip side, you mentioned shutting down practices, but what about what do fish what do you think physicians need to consider when they're opening their practices back up to make sure it's done correctly and their and their liability is taken care of as best we can?
1: You want to definitely make sure that you've got enough PPE equipment. You want to make sure that your employees are wearing it. You want to make sure that your physicians are all wearing their PPE equipment. Make sure that you've got sanitizer. You know, there's go to the Texas Medical Board. There's a checklist there on what you should, shouldn't be doing. You definitely should be posting your disclosures. Um, You want to make sure that that happens. And, um, you know, basically wear a mask. Um, Texas Medical Board has very, very distinct rules um, and definitely assure you that that's where you need to go. Um, you know, in order to help
0: you in that area. I know a lot of my friends and uh, unfortunately have shut down their offices, but, but fortunately have started doing telemedicine. And sometimes the, the rules are different when you're doing telemedicine versus uh, in-person visits. Do you guys have some resources or suggestions for physicians who are looking at telemedicine options?
1: We do have resources uh, for telemedicine options right now. I know that the uh, before COVID nineteen telemedicine was a big topic, you know, with physicians on how they were getting paid for telemedicine and things like that. So obviously, you know, now that that you know that we're dealing with COVID, that has definitely um, been um, an excused um, you no, know, or I would say that's an allowed payment now. And so our doctors are opening up that telemedicine window, um, you know, allowing their patients to get a little more comfortable with it. I've even asked several administrators that I, um, you know, have had renewal meetings with, um, how are your patients, um, you know, doing with the telemedicine? Are they actually preferring this? Are they preferring that face-to-face? And actually they're saying they can't wait to do the face-to-face, you know, they, the telemedicine is gonna be a very temporary thing once this is over, so. I tend to believe that it's going to be the norm. So who knows? <laughs>
0: but from a liability perspective, though, do you, and I think every carrier is a little bit different, but do physicians need to notify the carriers uh, if they're doing telemedicine on top of, or, or as a new addition to their practice?
1: Yes, they definitely need to notify their carrier. Uh, their carrier most likely will cover it. T-Multi does cover telemedicine but you definitely wanna let them know that this is what you're doing now. And um, and so they, most likely they'll wanna know what the percentage is, you know, of your telemedicine, is it 50% of your practice? Is it 10% of your practice? Um, right now it tends to be, you know, a, a, a pretty big part of it. So definitely let them know that you're, you know, that you are doing telemedicine.
0: I've also seen a, a fair number of places where physicians have traveled to other states to volunteer Help in the COVID crisis. And and I know the state of Texas, the Texas Medical Association, Texas Medical Board have been soliciting volunteers. Uh, Can we talk a little bit about malpractice considerations if you're volunteering to help with COVID?
1: Sure. What I've seen is on the, and I know that we've had a couple there at TMLT, is we've had physicians who are volunteering. Uh, want to come to Texas to help out the physicians and they're actually fast tracking the uh, Texas medical board is fast tracking their licenses. We've seen them these days as fast as two weeks. That is unheard of. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's unheard of. And so um, we see that that's happening right now. And um, I know that that TMLT um, you know, if you're a retired physician and you want to come back to your group practice or you want to come back and help with the telemedicine, your insurance coverage is free. So you might want to make sure um, you know, your, your uh, medical malpractice is free. So you might want to make sure you know, that, that, you're, you know, that you're aware of this. Ask your carrier if you're thinking about doing something like this, because they most likely will extend that. Now,
0: what if as a, a licensed physician in Texas, I want to go help uh, in Arizona or California, I get licensed there. Is my malpractice going to follow me there, or is there something else I need to be doing?
1: There is something else that you need to be doing. Um, TMLT is a Texas carrier, and so we would only carry you in Texas. There are national carriers um, that you know that have that exposure, and we actually have a risk retention group that, anytime one of our physicians you know has any exposure outside of the state of Texas, we have a risk retention group that actually will help in that you know with that exposure. Um, So you want to make sure that your carrier has that for you. Otherwise, you can definitely go to independent brokers, um, you know, things like that to get that type of coverage. But generally, um, your coverage doesn't extend from state to state unless you have, you know, um, a license in every single state.
0: What about if I decide to volunteer within the state of Texas? If I decide to go to Houston from Dallas, uh, is, is there a consideration there? with my malpractice insurance.
1: Your malpractice uh, policy should carry you with, uh, with us. It does, it does follow you wherever you go, provided that you don't have an employment exclusion. Um, So, you know, it is definitely available for you. Fantastic.
0: Well, Mary, I appreciate the, uh, the information. Is there anything else that you guys have been seeing during this that you think our physicians would be interested in hearing about?
1: Well, um, I think that just know, you know, know that you have resources with your carrier. Um, Most of our physicians, well, all of our physicians are Texas Medical Association members. You actually get access to us through them and then within all of the medical societies in Texas, but use them, They they have great resources for you. You're never alone. Please don't think that you're alone in this crisis. Um, you know, there are so many resources there for you. So definitely reach out.
0: We've been talking with Mary Gonzalez of the Texas Medical Liability Trust about some of the special considerations during this time of COVID. You're listening to Ask Me MD. I'm Dr. DJ Verrett. Thanks for listening. Make it an awesome week.